0: Welcome into another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. This podcast is designed to go behind the scenes at what our local nonprofit organizations are doing in our community. And now here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Bachman on another episode of Mid-Michigan Matters, where we're talking with our Mid-Michigan schools, and I'm going to steal this line from Bill Chilman, Will Chilman the whole time, a haven for education in Mid-Michigan, because we just have some great, great schools. I'm now joined by Terry Starr from Shepherd Public Schools, the superintendent. And Terry, how long have you been here exactly? This is my second year, Chris. Your second year. Yes. And what's it been like first two years here in Shepherd?
1: It's been phenomenal. This is a special place that um, I tell as many people as will listen that uh, – uh, shepherd's a rare breed. It's just a, a special place to be, and um, couldn't be more grateful to have landed here as a Blue Jay. And where were you before this? I was up in Kelkaska. All right. Uh, and then before that in Elk Rapids. Uh, before that in Midland, and, uh, and
0: over in all, started my education career in Augray, Michigan. All right, so kind of we're over in the middle part, east part of the state, went up to the uh, colder snow. I always joke with my friends up there, they don't live in the snow belt, they're in the snow pocket up there because <laughs> right. it just really kind of comes down, especially up there in Cascalk Rapids. That's I mean, imagine right. you saw some storms.
1: Absolutely.
0: And now one question, you and I were kind of, kind of scratching our heads about this. Do you know when exactly Shepherd School was opened before they went before that? And I was telling you, I got memories from Jenny's catering I think was Salt Rivers Elementary School or something like that before that that, but I know yeah I know it goes back to early 1900s has has anybody told you any stories about that the early days no they haven't you know
1: you can see a couple of pictures on my wall here one of an old school bus probably from the 1940s and then uh, the one over behind your right shoulder there is the campus in the late 60s early 70s and just some uh, great heritage in the, these photos, though I don't know how uh, you know how far back it goes. Uh, but I do know that um, you know it's a, it's um, the Blue Jays are a special breed, and my stepdad is actually a former Blue Jay. So his nineteen uh, what is it nineteen fifty five yearbook? Uh, no, no, earlier than that, fifty two right. maybe. We look through that often, and um, it's just uh, it's a, a great, great. Uh, Roll back through memory lane to look
0: through that. Yeah, and for those people who don't know, I'm a Shepherd graduate. And my pastor yes. was the, or my dad was the pastor of the Shepherd United Methodist Church here for a number of years. So you almost want me. I almost want to go back and look through that 52 year book. I'm sure, sure. there's some people that I would know from my dad's church, and I'll actually point something out funny to you, Terry. Because, and yeah, we're looking at this picture here of the old Shepherd schools, and the track actually got moved again. But this was the old Thrush House right here. It's been sold a couple times, so that barn is not there any longer. That little barn is still there though. And, yeah, this isn't great for the, the listener or whatever, but this is cool for you, Terry. Sure. The, the big gray house that's right there now, yes. That, yes. that's where I grew up, the, the parsonage there. You're kidding me. Yep. And so when people try and tell me, you know, those old uh, field goal posts right outside the high school, that that's where the old football field used to be, I go, oh, I get pretty fed <laughs> up because I say, no, not exactly. No. no. Not exactly. That's great. Yep. That's and, great. Yep. And uh, the school mascot. You know, we were talking about that as well, and we're not exactly sure when it became the Blue Jays or why, Correct. but you and I kind of know, it's, you know, the Blue Jay is that uh, bully bird, I will say, yes. out a the bird feeder. You know, you see the Blue Jay out that's there, right. there's rarely any other birds around. I think that's, you know, kind of what it's all about, the fighting Blue Jays trying to yes. be strong. Yes, domineering and uh,
1: take charge kind of a, 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 a situation.
0: And one thing also, too, I'll give Shepard some credit. There's a lot of cardinals, there's a lot of hawks, there's a lot of eagles, there's not a ton of blue jays, so I think it is right. It is a little unique. Right, it sure is. Yep. And now, you haven't been here for, for all that long, but at this point, your two years here, what's the first thing you think of, not even necessarily the school, but when you think of the town of Shepherd, what comes to mind? Maple Syrup.
1: Um, having grown up regionally, um, even as a little boy, was familiar with the Maple Syrup Festival and. Uh, uh, the one of the key organizers, Pete Alexander, just left my office minutes before you you uh, came in, Chris. And um, the the fact that this incredible community does this huge undertaking on an annual basis with all volunteerism, I told Pete, I have not been a part of anything like that before. Uh, throughout my educational career, it's just such a special thing. Uh, having been a part of it last year, uh,
0: the Maple Syrup Festival, huge. Yeah. And you know the the town of Shepherd has got you know twelve to fourteen hundred people in it, but the school district you know is, is much bigger than that. Maybe you know up to ten, twenty, twenty thousand people possibly even. Is that a good estimate? Maybe there. Our our um,
1: st- student attendance for the district is about almost eighteen hundred
0: students. All right, almost eighteen hundred. So you said you add in the parents and stuff like that, you know, yeah, you get yeah, into some yeah. bigger numbers there. Sure, sure. And what's special about the Shepherd Maple Surf Festival? Again, I'm from Shepherd. I could talk about it. If you ever have been here before and you see somebody doing something, they are a volunteer. Yes. I guess I think even the people on committee are volunteers, correct? Right, everyone. And so I, you know, grew up here, moved away, came back, and I actually had a couple of my friends, my friend Gina, who grew up down by Detroit, and she, you know, what's this maple syrup festival happening here? I says, oh, you don't want to go. It's packed She's, no, I do want to go. You know, I've never been to anything. And so – I take her to the, the pancake breakfast, and we're sitting there, and she's kind of looking around. We're at the lunch tables. I think she's thinking for a second, all right, yeah, this maybe is a little goofy. But then a Boy Scout came up to her and said, would you like a carton of milk or, or chocolate milk? And she got, you know, even more confused. says, you know, I'll take some milk. And she went, "She's says, Spock, you know, and people call me Spock. You know, what what's up with, what's up with that? And I says, well, it's all volunteers here. You know, I started pointing, you know, to everybody everywhere. And she says, hang on. This is all. And I says, well, yeah, the whole town comes together. And then after that, she wanted to see everything. Mm-hmm. Because, hang on, mm-hmm. so this person's not getting paid? This, and that, that's just, like I said, that's something special about the town of Shepherd. I think, you know, kind of ties back into the school, just the mindset of the community. It really does, Chris. And I think
1: it, it sows into the hearts of our children a uh, desire um, to give back. And I see that, you know, in uh, so many examples of the kids. Um, you know, there's a fall cleanup day where everyone in the high school goes out into the community and basically uh, rakes leaves and does whatever it takes to beautify the community. It just had one recently. They, they did, they did and that sort of stuff um, it's just kind of again put in the hearts of kids and makes this community very special and uh, and it starts in the spring when they, you know, you see all the buckets on the maple trees in the, the village and then those buckets are emptied and uh, put into the, the vat where they produce the syrup. That's all those are all volunteers and you'll see kids, baseball teams and softball teams and whatever else out there hawking those buckets and it's just a really cool atmosphere that the maple syrup festival has kind of again sown into the hearts of its
0: community members. Yep, yeah, and another thing that's unique Unique about it, and I might have to double-check with Luke Sawyer here. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but you've always just been able to come in and just just park anywhere for free with your RV and just kind of hang out for the weekend. It's just... Correct. Really, really special thing. Always the last full weekend in April, the mm-hmm. Shepherd, Shepherd Maple Syrup Festival. All right. So let's take a, get back onto the freeway there. But we were asking about asking, you know, the first thing you think of when you think of Shepherd. And I said not even the schools. And I think you hit it right on the horn there. The Shepherd Maple Syrup Festival is just a big part of this community. Now, for you personally, not necessarily Shepherd schools. we we'll get into that maybe in a second. And you could tie the answers together. Just the best part of working in a school, period, for you. Well, the, the best part is the
1: kids. Um I was a teacher for 10 years and have been an administrator since. And um, I just, uh, you know, I love the children. Children are special, and they're, they're our future. And so um, just was able to spend some time this morning at the high school and middle school. And, um, you know, it's just great to see what those teachers are doing in each of their classrooms and to be able to interact with the kids as much as possible.
0: Yeah, they, if they could get me through, you know, they're gonna make some special. You know, they're gonna make some kids really, really special. And now, there you go. When you think of this school, Shepherd, you've been at a few other schools. What's What's your favorite part about this particular school here? Sure,
1: I, I will say dedicated staff. We have just incredible people who go above and beyond continuously for the sake of kids. And again, I think it goes back to that mentality of we're we're here uh, for children. And that's what the Maple Syrup Festival is all about as well is that the fundraising is uh, the the benefactors are the kids. And so I think, again, it just breeds this notion of we're all about our children and we're going to do our very best to make sure that we put them in the the best position possible to be successful adults.
0: Yeah. And if I would be remiss with myself, I didn't mention, you know, the teachers that that got me through, because like I said, you know, I was a troublemaker coming through school, and some teachers, and not even to any fault of their own, might get fed up with some kids at a certain point. But Lisa Ancliffe, Jill Cheney, uh, Jay Gross were three teachers that, no matter what, were always there for me, and still there for me to this day. And another person I got to give a shout out to is Jim Martinez. Um, I don't know if you had the pleasure of working with him or not. He was on the maintenance staff for a number of years. I know he got a great crew with Steve, sir. I know Caleb Crawford probably giving you some trouble back there as well. He's a buddy of mine, but nice. Uh, Jim was a uh, custodian, did you know a bunch of maintenance work. And when I got in some trouble, I got sentenced to a whole lot of community service and me being the punk kid. I was, I didn't do a lot of it. And so it came towards the end of my probation that they were like, well, if you don't do your community service, you know, you're not getting off. And so I had to, it was probably 30 hours a week that I had to spend with Jim for maybe 10 straight weeks or something like that. And he was just a really incredible role model to have, yeah. you know, and, and somebody outside of a teacher as well, too. It just really mm-hmm. made, it made a big difference. He wasn't grading yeah. any of my papers. He wasn't doing this. He was just being a good role model and be, being a good friend in all reality and keep, keep me out of trouble. And so sure. got to give th- those folks a shout out. Cause like I said, the dedicated staff, the, still a lot of them here doing great, great things. Yes. And, uh, Teachers for life, I I think is is what you could say about some of the people. And now kind of just a random, a basic question here. The school schedule, what's that like for the kids? Elementary, middle, high school, do they start at the same time? When do they come in? When do they go out?
1: Yes, yes, we all still do start at 8 a.m. So the official start time for all of our buildings is 8 a.m. And we're done at 3 so And that's been universal. We've been able to keep that universal uh, up until this point in time.
0: Yeah, so. I think I might have been 8.05 or, or something <laughs> like that back in my day at 2.55, but I like the 8 to 3 a little bit better. And what's nice about that, the 8 o'clock, you know, there's, some schools got to start earlier, Mount Pleasant, sure. with the tech center and whatnot. But sure. yeah, the, more studies that come out, I think we're finding that it's, it's more important for maybe those middle school kids, those high school kids, to make sure they get that you know, extra little bit of sleep.
1: Correct. That's exactly right. If you can slow their schedule down or delay it a little bit, the research shows that that's not a bad thing at all for them.
0: Yeah, but now as far as we can talk, athlete, I could you know I could talk athletics for hours and hours. I was joking with that, Mister Chillman, but talk a little bit about that as well. Big bounce back year for football with yes. Coach Sigler. Things looking pretty darn good right now with boys basketball. Talk a little bit about the athletics here at Shepherd. Sure,
1: sure, uh, and I think um, again, it's it's that uh, hardworking culture that um, the coaches that we have in place right now are really uh, dedicated to instilling within their athletes is that, you know, if you want to be successful, it takes hard work to do it. So whether it's uh, on the football field or the basketball court or the wrestling mat or wherever, our coaches are really leaning into just you work hard, be the best you can be and the success will come not only necessarily on the playing field, but also in life.
0: And I think that's that's the most important thing. And to give a shout out, uh, Cahoon, Cary Hamill, Y yes. Leclaire, people don't know what they've done with the cross country track and field programs, getting kids to the next level. Right, man, they've just been really unbelievable at that the last few years. And I encourage multi sport athletics. I'm sure is something you encourage Absolutely. here as well. Yes,
1: yes. And in fact, Chris, it's uh, you know it's over the the break that we just came off of, kind of the holiday break. And I'm coming back and uh, just doing some walking around the track on a Sunday. And here's one of those coaches you just mentioned out running with their athletes. So that is incredible dedication on the parts of our
0: coaches, and that's that's why they're such difference makers. Yeah, Kerry Hamill and uh, Cahoon. Like I said, they're becoming known around the state. You know, they call Cahoon the Godfather or whatever. But I think you know we got to think of a nickname for Kerry as well too, because he's done some great things with the track and field cross country program yes. and, and soccer very young for boys and girls but have had some good success yes too. they have yes yeah, yeah but now as far as the arts go band all that stuff you guys have a ton of opportunities mm-hmm. here I'm not going to make you talk about all of them but talk about a couple of those arts opportunities here. sure
1: sure of course band and choir and um, one that's just really with the beautiful auditorium that we have Chris is drama so um, Michelle Walker is our new uh, drama teacher, and we're just really excited about this spring, the high school would be doing Susical And so that's Suical. Right. Yes, really looking forward to that. And so um, you know, um, with the, again, the beautiful facility we have, Um, And the hard-working volunteers, again, many folks that are behind the scenes, um, like Chief Sawyer that you mentioned, that are really uh, pining for just the very best drama program we can have. Um, It's just, it's getting better and better every year.
0: You know, and I think I'm going to have to take a, you know, another kind of turn off the freeway here to talk about Chief Sawyer, because that's one thing that's very, very unique about Shepherd Schools, and there is a great relationship you know and i guess i don't know for sure but a great relationship between all law enforcement and our local schools i will sure. say because our law enforcement our local schools are great but what he's done since he's been here you know his five ten years or whatever being involved in the schools man how, how important is that
1: it's huge uh, chris and in fact right at this table last night we have a um uh, every month there's a committee of the whole meeting with our Board of Education. Luke was here last night doing a presentation to the Board of Education about school safety, about making sure that we're doing everything we can as a school district to keep our kids safe. And there's passion in the man's voice that, you know, he, he, he loves these kids. And not only do his own children go to Shepherd, but he just loves all of the kids so much. And the fact that we have that um, relationship with him it couldn't be bigger. Um, it, it's so. Um, one of the board members last night, toward the end of the meeting, said, "You know, because of this great relationship that we have with Chief Sawyer and all of the things that he continues to do relative to our school safety, what do you think of um, offering at the state level him?" and maybe a speaker, you or a, um, a principal, that could tell other schools, here's how you build that positive relationship with law enforcement. So uh, we're looking at uh, kind of taking the show on the road, so to speak, with Chief Sawyer and Jason Wolf, our, our, uh, our key organizer as an administrator for our school safety and uh, hopefully being able to share with other school districts, here's what you do to really Keep, uh, uh, Make and keep your students as safe as possible, and it's all about that
0: relationship. What's so funny is I was just writing down, this is what needs to be done everywhere with cops and kids. You know, you you think about gangs, gang violence, and and obviously those are big cities that, you know, we're blessed that, you know, we don't have to deal with some of that stuff, and blessed our police don't have to deal with some of that stuff, but... If, you know, you go out to the the gang lands in L.A., I will say if you had cops in elementary schools like Chief Sawyer is, that would really help solve the problem. Because every one of these kids that are in elementary school, middle school, they get to know Chief Sawyer. And so even then, if they become a little bit troublemakers in high school like me, you know, if I was in high school right now and had grown up with Chief Sawyer here, even when I got in a little bit of trouble. I wouldn't be afraid to ask him a question right. because I know deep down inside, he just has my best interest right. at heart. He really does. And it starts every day, Chris. Nearly every day he is out on the
1: sidewalk before school. Kids are getting off the buses and being dropped off in cars, and he is there greeting them. Some kids are coming up and giving him hugs. So that relationship is just monumental.
0: Yeah, like I said, it, 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 I, I'm real glad to hear that you guys might be taking that over the road because, like I said, that is something that. And I'm going to, again, kind of going off right field here, but kids' safety is so important to talk about. E60 did a special number of years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact police department it is in, uh, I think it's Long Island, New York, where if you're a police officer, you coach a little league team. And that has really changed a lot of things because it builds that relationship before these kids get to the age where they start getting in trouble. And they get to that age where sometimes even trouble finds them, I'll say. And it just really helps having that relationship. Well, for
1: years, our mantra in education has been, okay, the key thing is student achievement, student achievement. And it is. It, it is a key thing right alongside of it now, as you know, is safety. We, we have to ensure that our kids are safe and that they're the ones that love them that are sending them to the schools
0: know that they're as safe as they can be. Yeah, but another really special thing, it's part of Shepherd Public Schools. Dear to my heart, I was able to work there for a while. Odyssey Middle High School out yes. on Wise Road. Yes. Talk, talk about that a little bit.
1: Odyssey is an alternative school for seventh through twelfth graders, and it's just a gem. It's a special place for students that maybe the paper and pencil world isn't something that has worked for them, and it's an alternative spot for them to get an amazing education. And to learn lifelong lessons that are a part of a school uh, atmosphere, you know, in that it's a smaller social setting. So we just, we could not be more proud of uh, Amber Bloss as the director out there and all that those hardworking teachers are doing to change the lives of kids at Odyssey.
0: Yeah, uh, Lou Schmidt, when I was there, would talk about environmental and experiential experiences for kids. And like you said, you got that kid that he can't sit around for 25, 30 minutes. Right. That was right. uh, that was me, okay, you know, or whatever. Sure. So and I wasn't a big tool guy, though, or whatever. But you see, you go out there, and stuff that they do at Odyssey, they build trails. Yes. There is a really unique disc golf course out there. Yes. They've got a softball field dedicated to Ray Yakland out there, and there is – Miles of trails out there yes. that is open to the public. I yes. have actually, you know, taken some friends out there at night, and you want a good place to go stargaze out out there as well at Odyssey Middle High School. Like I said it is a really special, unique place, and you know, bullying is one of those things that gets you know talked about. It it happens everywhere, and obviously, it still happens out at Odyssey, but the environment that the teachers have created out there, Manny McFarland, Brian Dufort, you know, have been there for a long time. Yes. It is a really special feeling out there, a feeling of family, which yes. I would say you get at Shepherd too, as well. But you go out there, you've got 7th through 12th grade, so you've got 12th graders getting to know 7th. There's a lot of older brother, little brother of like, oh, man, I was going through some rough times when mm-hmm. I was that age, too. It's just a really special atmosphere out there. and Yes, it is. If, if you've got a kid in the mid-Michigan area, like I said, they, they really have that trouble staying, sitting in a seat kind of thing you know, Odyssey might be a place for them to check out. And Michigan High School Diploma, after they get done, they're nothing
1: different. Absolutely, absolutely. One other feature that's really cool that I just was speaking with folks at the high school, the German exchange program is called Lynx. It's been a local uh, cool thing that's happened for years. It's coming back. It was uh, put on hold with COVID, but now it's coming back. And so the the Lynx students from Germany that will come to us in the fall – Uh, one thing that they always like to do is take them out to the climbing wall at Odyssey and allow them to do a climbing wall experience. So Odyssey has just, as you mentioned, some really cool features, and it's just a great place, has been for over 30 years, where kids that uh, just learn in a little different manner or way uh, can go to get a great education.
0: Yeah, Dan Bailey, Diane Wiggins, got to shout them out too. They they said, Diane, definitely give me a little guff if she heard this, and I didn't mention her because – she's a big part of that environment out there. And, you know, she kind of laughed at me when I would talk to her about it. And her and her daughter were were both there when I was there. And just a fun juxtaposition between those two of what they brought to the table was just so important to all those kids out there. And now kind of a weird question here that I – when I was, I think, a sophomore, I took Sport in America, which was was kind of a unique class. that was taught by Mr. Tripp and one of my favorite classes of all time, the – basketball, football, baseball knowledge I learned in there was, was pretty cool. And any unique classes like that that you could think of off the top of your head here at Shepherd? And like I said, if not, that might be throwing yeah. you under the bus here.
1: No, no, that's okay. Uh, interestingly enough, Coach Sigler, um, he, he allowed me to be a guest speaker in his class recently. Um, and it's kind of this, it, it's almost like a coaching philosophy course for the students that um, I know one of the seniors told uh, her mom recently I have learned so much in this class about life that um, I, I'm a I'm a better person. I can I know how to goal set better. I know how to uh, set myself up for success better. So this coaching philosophy class by Coach Sigler, and then there's also a leadership class that the high school has been doing uh, with Mr. Willett and now Mrs. Baker. They, they teach a leadership class that has just had exponential in influence and impact, not only on the high school, but also in our community. Um, for example, some students in the leadership class around the Board of Education election time, they videotaped each of the board uh, candidates for um, board seats, and then they put those uh, video clips on our website so people could basically see interviews of who all the board of education candidates were going to be so brilliant ideas that they're coming up with and really
0: impacting our community in wonderful ways. I think that goes back to, you know, having those teachers that really care and you kind of, you know, it's funny when you're able, and I'm going to use, you know, former shepherd teacher, Mr. Gross, for example, here, you give somebody who's just great at education Kind of a little, you know, door. Hey, you're going to teach a leadership class, a coaching. And that kind of really allows them to teach what they've learned in life, doesn't exactly. it? Yes, it does. That's yep. exactly what it does, Chris. Yep. Yes. And last kind of question here. I could ask you why Shepard, but it's kind of your job to, you know, give me give me some answer. But what's, what's your favorite memory that you've had here in the first couple of years? Oh, wow, that's a great one. And if you want me to give you a moment to think, I can talk a little bit about, you know, me in a memory or whatever, you know, Shepherd. Yeah, go for it. You, All right. You,
1: and, you, you start off. That would yeah, be
0: great. And, you know, and my thing is def- not even, you know, what I did at school here. And actually, I, I did a, a, the graduation speech for Beale City last, last year, which was the honor of my life. And I actually came back to talk to uh, Pam to get my transcripts. And she says, did, did you actually graduate? I says, yeah, I did. And so I got my transcripts. And it was pretty amazing looking at it. i 36 absences one semester. Like I said, I was not the greatest student, but... Uh, the teachers, you know, Miss Ancliffe, Miss Cheney, Jake Rose, Jim Martinez, and some others—they believed in me before I believed in myself. Yeah. It was one of the things yeah. I talked about in that speech. And then like I said I was talking to you about coming back here and substitute teaching and seeing a couple teachers and kind of wanting to turn my head and run the other way. And then I finally got the guff up to talk to them and how uh, warm they were, reception and everything. Even though I was a butthead in their class back in the day, it was just pretty darn special. And so, you know. When people ask me about what I think of when I think of Shepherd, I think of forgiving second chances. They gave, well, eighth chance they gave me or whatever to, to be a good person. And I think finally now – I can, you know, walk through those halls with my head held high and like, yeah. hey, you know, I think I'm an all right person these days. Yeah. And uh, wouldn't happen if it wasn't for those teachers. And so whenever I think of Shepard, I think the first things I think of, uh, Aunt Cliff Chaney, Jay Gross, Jim Martinez, those yeah. four to help, helping me through, uh, I don't even want to say a tough part in life because my parents tried to do everything they could. I had, had it pretty fortunate. But sometimes, you know, life is difficult in school, not the school part, I guess mm-hmm. I'll say. Sure. Sure. Well, I, w- I will, um, that's a
1: great story, Chris. That's wonderful. And I would just preface that by saying, for me, the, it, I, I wouldn't isolate it to one particular uh, situation, but just family. I will say family, that this district uh, represents a family in such a special way. And like you just said, people care deeply about kids here and um, about their futures and just want to do everything they can to sow into their lives. and And for me... Um, I by me coming to Shepherd, I am able to uh, be a part of my family at, at a kind of a critical time, uh, especially in my mom's life. so i I am so grateful that I'm here now and able to serve the school district but also help my own family. And I will just say to you, Chris, what a success story. what um, the things that you are doing now as an adult and to hear you talk about the challenges that you had. Man, I just couldn't uh, be more proud of you. Those challenges were brought
0: on myself. I, no. I, I do want to, do want to preface that. And thank you for, you know, it's what yeah. you you say that I still kind of like, la- you know, laugh at myself. I want to look in the mirror and say, what, what what am I doing? But you know what you don't have to you don't have to do anything special to be right. special. You just got to be a good person, and you know, that's and that's exactly what I try right. and do. And I think that's what I learned at Shepherd. And I think that's not a bad way to end this podcast.
1: Awesome,
0: Terry. Thanks so much for joining me on another Mid Michigan Matters. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mid-Michigan Matters. While you're here, feel free to browse earlier episodes or other podcast programs on our platform. Listen to what you will and spread the word. Thanks again for listening.